Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mikey and Chris. You can't borrow anymore. Or Dave Ramsey will hit the floor. He'll kick you out of his door. Living on loans. Living on loans. Buying on time. Without no bank. Man, you ain't worth a dime. Like an old-fashioned credit story rhyme. Living on loans. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Living And this is an Alan Jackson. This is the Donor Box Podcast. It's like an old-fashioned storybook rhyme, living on love. It sounds simple. Gotta love that good old song. What's up, man? It's episode eight of this season. Yeah, long time no see. New year, new me. (laughs) Shut up, Cheryl. Anyways, uh, that's, that's such a great video if you haven't seen it. But hey, we would love to welcome all of our guests from around the world and here in our home... I always said home state of the United States, but that doesn't make any sense. Our home country of the United States, we really appreciate that. Um, Shout out to our folks in the home state of Texas, all across the south, and uh, up and down the west coast, Oregon, Washington, Cali, you know, all the way across the east coast, all the way up in New York, Massachusetts, even going Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, all the way down to Florida, all the way into the middle of the country as well, in the breadbasket states. Where else internationally we got, man? Australia, down under. Um, France, Spain, uh, the Middle East, Malaysia, gotta love them. UK, Ireland, uh, all those good places, man. So we're rocking and rolling, moving and shaking. Yeah, man. So I'm super excited for this episode. You ready to get this thing cracking? Oh, yeah. All right, man. So if you haven't been with us before, we always start off with the best donut which is the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Here's what we're going to be talking about today, man. We're going to be talking, first of all, actually, you know what? I'm going to let you start it off. It was a particular time you came over to my house, and, um, yeah, everybody left, didn't they? Well, this was the one of the first times that I had went over to Micah's house whenever he first moved here. I had been over a couple of times before. Um, most of the time, usually how it worked was, on Sunday after church, and again, if I ever have, or not if I have kids, when I have kids, and they ever do this to me, I will be like, don't ever do that to me ever again. But we would put our parents on the spot in the middle of church. We'd be like, hey, can we? Uh, can I go over to Micah's house, or can Micah come over to my house? Um, and most of the time, it was me going over to Micah's house just because uh, they lived closer to the church. Um, <laughs> so I, I would go over to Micah's house. I went over a couple of times. Um, but this particular time, and I know why, um, this particular time, I think there was a Sunday school event. Remember uh, Bernard's Sunday school class, the gold bracelets? Uh, they were they were going out for a, I think it was a Sunday school um, event. I don't know. They were all getting together. And I remember my parents were going out um, too. And Micah's parental units were going out. So they had the idea like, hey, uh, you can just drop. Uh, me and my brother Matthew off at Micah's house. And so we were going to have to have a babysitter, though. Why did they give you a babysitter? Because you know what, dude? They You were basically a latchkey kid. They basically left you home all the time by yourself. So why did they give you a babysitter? I think, it, honestly, it was for the look of it because they probably didn't want to leave, you know. Because what was the first thing that you were probably going to say? Like, oh, yeah, we were just over there by ourselves. Cause uh, yeah, most of the time I didn't have a babysitter. Like there was there was no babysitter most of the time. It's like yeah, we going out, and uh, was mostly left by myself. I'm not really sure. I like I said, I think it was just because they knew that you were coming over, and it was just like yeah, let's just get a babysitter for the look of things. I don't know. Yeah, cause my parents would have never let me and my brother go over if there was no babysitter. Um, they would have been like, no way, Jose. Um, but we had uh, this particular babysitter, and her name was Jessica. And I secretly had a crush on Jessica, so I was excited about it. She was who didn't, man? Let's stop there. Who didn't? Okay, this gal. She was okay. She was, of course, was like a teenager at the time, right? She was like eight years older than us. Yeah, yeah, but she was like a good friend of ours' uh, sister, like adopted sister. Shout out Patty Ice, and uh, yeah, man, it was. 
I, who who didn't have a crush on her basically is what I'm saying. Like I mean, yeah. Seriously. Now she, now she's looking a little rough. I'll just say that. Uh, but I don't know why we decided. But you were what? Well, actually, you were upset because you liked her sister better because, or I think her sister let you get away with more stuff. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what it was. So these two sisters were also my tutors. Like they would come over sometimes and like help me with my homework and things like that. And I always remember, like, I liked her sister better, and I, I don't even remember why. I don't know. I think it was because, you're probably right, she probably let me do more things or eat something I wasn't supposed to or something like that. Well, right. so, Micah and I, my brother was, like, kind of there, but, like, he just was kind of doing his own thing. I think he was probably playing video games or something. I don't know. But Mike and I had the, uh, the great idea. We're like, you know what? We're going to make her night a living terror. That's what we're going to do. We are going to just get on her nerves um, and make her quit. And so I remember we did some other stuff, um, but I remember, I don't know what it was. Micah lived uh, in a basically two-story duplex, and uh, his room was on t uh, upstairs, and everything else was pretty much downstairs. And he was like, you know what? She likes pictures. So let's lower down this uh I remember it was your basketball cards that were framed. It was in like this black frame and you were like, let's lower this down. Yep. You still have that in your house. I still have it. I still have it. Yes, I do. Uh, side note. Have you looked it up? Is it worth anything? Uh, it's worth like 10 bucks. It's not worth any. If he would have signed it, it would have been better. That's okay. That's all right. Well, uh, so he was like, let's, what we're going to do is we're going to lower this down in front of her and we're going to distract her with this picture. I don't know what our, hair-brained eight-year-old genius scheme was at the time uh but you were like we're gonna use this dog leash and we're gonna lower it down what happened micah i just dropped it on her head uh i don't know, remember if i actually just dropped it or if i full-on just thought oh yeah like because what i don't understand and of course again we were like eight so it doesn't make too much sense most most things eight-year-olds do don't make sense the dog leash was not as long as the length that we were trying to lower it to. I just know that. That dog leash was definitely not long enough. And so, I don't know what the heck we were thinking. But yeah, we dropped it on her head. And I'm sure that hurt. I mean... Because the metal part hit the, her first. Like, she got hit in like the head in with the, the metal skull, part. Like, on the top of the head. And she was mad, bro. Like, I would be mad too as a 16-year-old. She was like, what the heck are y'all doing? And I remember that was kind of like the end of the night. It was like, yeah... It's like, oop, yeah, we stayed in the room after that. We didn't come on out after that. Yeah, it's like when, when people start getting hurt, you're kind of like, yeah, 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 we better stop, stop. <laughs> so I, I've got I've got another side story about her. One one more thing here. I remember got older, right, and um, remember how we were talking about previous episodes being a part of the drama department. Well, she was really big in that too, like the church drama department. And she always had this specific role in this play or like in this, it wasn't even a play. It was a skit. Right. And it was supposed to be like all the things that temptations of the world that basically pull you away and each thing kind of straps you down. And by the end, Jesus comes and takes all those things and puts it on him and yay, Jesus got you kind of thing. I always had several roles in that too. For some reason, I was always the guy with the money. Like, we had all this fake money, and I would, like, throw all this fake money at her and all this other stuff. You were the drug dealer. That's what you were. That That's true. I was the drug dealer. Um, I never got to be the boozer. There was a guy that, like, was a boozer. Never got to be that guy. I got to be Jesus once, and that was, that was a thrill. Anyways, uh, I digress. So, pretty much, I remember, bro, she would get into it, like, really, really hard. There was one time, because there's one portion of it where... Like, she's trying to get to Jesus, and basically we're supposed to, like, throw her on the floor. And I remember she told us, she's like, throw me as hard as you can. And it's just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And I just remember, like, sometimes, there was one time she came up, and, like, she was all bloody because, I mean, it was like a carpeted floor. And, like, she got thrown down, and, like, she was, like, scraped up. And just like, dang, girl. Like, she, she took it real serious. And believe it or not, speaking of... Um, you were talking about me still having that Shaquille O'Neal picture. I was going through some stuff not too long ago, and I found a dollar bill from that play or for that skit, like a fake dollar bill, and it had blood on it, bro. And I was like, I guess it was from one of those times that, um, you know, that we did that. So, you know, if there's blood on that money, we'll still count it. Just say that. Just so you, just so you know what we're talking about, 
I will tell you, every youth group in America at 2008 to like 2010 did this skit. So if you want to know what we're talking about, type in Lifehouse skit. Life, L-I-F-E-H-O-U-S-E skit. And it'll pop up on YouTube. And uh, you can see what we're talking about. But anyways, yes. So I, I do remember... Um, I do remember that. Uh, we'll go into the next story in a minute, but I will tell you whenever I first met Jessica and why I had a crush on her. I don't know why, but it was like one of our first Sundays. This was way before you guys came. It was like one of our first Sundays uh, there, and my mom and dad had met up with the um, Sunday school class, and they were starting to get to know people. Well, they were having this event at the lake, and we went, and there was like this tubing thing, and you had to wear like a life like a life jacket or whatever. Um, and so we went on the boat and everybody got a turn on the tube. And I remember, um, I remember Mr. Reynolds. That's when we first met the whole Reynolds family. Uh, and my mom and dad were kind of worried about like me and my brother. And they were like, are they going to be okay? And, uh, Mr. Reynolds was like, yeah, it's like, Jesse will watch him. Like she'll, she's, she'll stay in the back of the boat and she'll watch him. If anything, she swims like a dolphin. And, uh, and she'll she'll save them if they uh if they get into trouble. And I just remember being like, oh, she's so beautiful, like my eight year old <laughs> little self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just all just but, all starry eyed and just. <laughs> it was like out of a movie in my head. That's how it was. Uh, but anyways, we can move on to the next the next story. So this next story um is actually about a time um Micah. And his family, of course, they lived in that duplex, so they wouldn't usually have a lot of people over. Usually, it'd be like one or two families, but I can remember a couple times that they had a good bit of people over, and we got invited to a Super Bowl party over at uh, their house, and this is where I will let Micah continue to take the story. So, I just have to say one... Okay, we'll, we'll actually get into that. So, it was the Giants and Patriots Super Bowl, and we'll talk about... 2007, yeah, it was the big year that the Patriots went undefeated and blah 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 and then they played the Giants. Um, I just remember there was um, like a ton of people there. And you got to think, we were also really sheltered. The first thing I remember about that is we there was this guy that was invited, and he was one of uh, my parental unit's friends from work. Um, it was the same guy that went on the, the moving trip with us that didn't do squat. If you remember that guy, um, he came and I remember I was shocked because he brought a cooler of beer and that was a, that was a no, no. Right. It was like, Ooh, he's got beer. That's so bad. And then I remember he was like, yeah, I placed a bet on this other stuff. And I was like, Oh, he's sports betting too, bro. I was like, Mm-mm, this guy ain't no good. This guy ain't no good. I remember that was like the first thing that I thought about was just like, yeah. Because he was, he was like, he was like, yeah, I bet on everything, including the coin toss. And I was just like, this guy is just, he's addicted to gambling and to alcohol too. Look at him. He's already had two beers. And I was like being very judgmental. Anyways, um, so I remember, you know, like Chris was talking about that duplex there. Most of the adults, all, actually all the adults were downstairs and we were all up in my room upstairs and I had a big bubble TV, right? Like the big old school bubble TV. We were watching it up there. And um, I'll never forget the David Tyree catch, like the crazy helmet catch that's you know, that game was known for. I guess there was a delay in the TV from upstairs to downstairs because we saw it first, like 30 seconds, I guess, ahead of time. And we were all going nuts. And then like 30 seconds later, then we heard everybody else going nuts downstairs. Um, but... It was just kind of, we were also with the guy who was rooting for the Patriots, so he was quite mad when that happened. I do remember that as well. Um, one other thing I remember, and we can get to what you remember as well with that. Um, for some reason, my parental units really liked getting wings from this one Chinese spot, like up the road. I don't know why they liked it, but it was called Happy China. And they would always go get a, bu a bunch of wings from Happy China. And, bro, I'm not even sure those are wings, if we're being honest. With you. Yeah, I don't know. All I know was, like, I thought it was the coolest thing because, again, like, all the adults were downstairs watching the game, and we got to be, like, upstairs, like, kind of having our own thing, you know, and not having to sit around with the adults. And, like, we could just grab our food and, like, 
go upstairs and I was like, this is really, cause we didn't have that like at home, you know? Um, and I was like, this is so cool. And, uh, it was me, Micah, my brother, Matthew, that guy, Aaron, that we were talking about, that was a Pats fan. And I think Patty Ice was there or was it just the four of us? Was it Patty Ice or was it not? Wasn't, it wasn't Jay Rizzle. So it, it, it either was Patty Ice or it was just us. I think he might have been there too, though. But I just remember, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, it, it was one of those times where it was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, for me as a kid, Super Bowls were kind of a big thing. I, I'm just thinking about that. Like, even if it was just us at the house, my dad kind of made a big deal out of the Super Bowl. Like, even if we didn't really care what teams are playing, like, us making the snacks and, like, you know, watching the game together, that was kind of a big deal for us. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's a pretty common story across the United States. I mean, you know the Super Bowl gets so much viewership just from non-football fans across the board. It's like everybody watches the Super Bowl. Everybody seems to watch the Super Bowl. It's pretty crazy. Uh, what is your most memorable Super Bowl? That one that you just talked about is kind of one of mine. One of, one of mine for some reason. I remember watching um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. And the, really the reason that I remember that one so much, I really liked Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald at the time. In fact, I really wanted the Kurt Warner Bible back then, <laughs> like really bad. Do you remember that? Like it was like a football Kurt Warner Bible. I didn't know he had his own Bible, to be honest with you. So there was that one, and then that Super Bowl. All I remember was Arizona was up by a lot. Oh, and the coach was from Augusta too. Ken Weizen Hunt at the time was from Augusta, so it was like, oh yeah, like we want them to win. And at the time, it was like Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh was okay. Like they had Jerome Bettis and like Coach Cower and them, but I wasn't really like rooting for them. And Arizona had never won a Super Bowl either, and so I really wanted them to win. And they were up by a lot, but I just remember Pittsburgh coming back and winning at the last second and. And Santonio Holmes had like a big catch in the corner of the end zone that was debated of like whether it was catch or not. And I don't know. It was, that was probably my most memorable one. And I think that was just because the game was so crazy. And it also was just like that last second touchdown was just kind of a deflator, man. It was like, ah, man. What about, um, what about the halftime show of 2004? Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I'll never forget that. If you don't know what that is, uh, look it up. <laughs> if you're not old enough to yeah, remember, man. look it up. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson. That's what I'll say on that. And I'll never forget who was playing there too. It was New England and Carolina. Yep, it was. Uh, it it was a running joke for years. I don't know if it's still a. I don't think it's a joke anymore. I think they've kind of uh, forgiven. Yeah, that. and you know, to be honest, Janet Jackson is not very popular. Justin Timberlake definitely is, but Janet Jackson is not as popular. As she was at that point, for sure. For yeah, sure. well, uh, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is the Jelly Donut, and that's the jail report. Who is that private pile? Sir, Jelly Donut, sir! A Jelly Donut! So, Micah, what do you got for us? Well, man, we have arrest stories from the new year, so that's always fun. Um, so, you, you ready for this one? So, this one is from the wonderful state of Florida. So, there you go. Florida 2024, we appreciate your story here. So this person uh, was armed with a machete and was reportedly walking down the street naked on in the early morning hours of the 1st. So um, basically what happened was he gets arrested and they ask him why he was walking down naked down the street. And he said, I was going to chop down a, a fresh Christmas tree because the one that we had at the house was dead. And where he was at was in the middle of town um, in the Orlando area. So there was no, uh, no, no trees around there. And apparently when the cops pulled up initially, he had the machete on the ground and he was doing push-ups in a parking lot. I think uh, it's like our friend says in the video, high on bass salts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so, man. Um, next one, I don't know why this is a thing, but, um, this person was, uh, arrested on the 31st. So it wasn't quite on the first, but this happened at 6, 17 PM and a male suspect and a female suspect. Now the female suspect was in a wheelchair at the time. So the male suspect is pushing her into a grocery store 
And she then wields a machete. No, hold on. Machete? No, no, no. Hatchet. I'm sorry. Wait, it says machete up here. I'm not sure. In the in the um in the headline it says machete and then in the article it says hatchet. So I'm not sure. But apparently she pulls out a hatchet and starts threatening people behind the counter when the market store or floor manager comes up to try to defuse the situation. So then the male confronts um the floor manager and says, You're gonna take me to the safe. At this point the floor manager says no. Uh, and they tried to take a few, uh, the lady in the wheelchair tried to take a few swipes at her with the hatchet. They called the police. The male fled and left the female there. I, that's not funny, but left the female in the wheelchair there in which, um, she was then arrested. So, and then they found him later. So she was legitimately in a wheelchair, like, like for, for real, real, for real. real. My thing is, I don't know why she didn't roll, like, try to roll away. She, obviously, she had use of her hands if she's wielding a machete, but, um... She said, she said, you'll never catch me alive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. But my thing is, what I think is crazy is just, there's a there's a picture here, and I wish you guys could see it, but the picture uh, is of him walking into the store, and here's the lady, you know, you know, hatchet. It's definitely a hatchet or, like, a machete-looking thing, and, like, wielded out... And the guy's pushing her in. And then the next picture that they show is the guy running out the door. And she's there, not facing the door, like still facing towards inside of the door. And she looks like, where the heck did this guy go? And apparently shortly thereafter, she got arrested. Props to the floor manager for standing her ground and being like, yeah, no, I'm not taking you to the safe. Like, props on her. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's pretty, pretty interesting situation there. All right. So this is for our international listeners. Uh, we don't talk about overseas arrest a lot but we got a few so uh this guy got arrested after assaulting his father with a sake bottle this happened in japan so um police in um ashikawa i think is what it says here um said they arrested a 28 year old man of assaulting his 50 year old father by hitting him in the head with a sake bottle this happened around 11 15 p.m on um new year's eve so, just a few, you know, 45 minutes before the new year. Um, so, apparently, the police were, got to the scene. And the man, who was a employee of a paper company, Michael Scott, question mark, um, and his wife had been visiting their parents in their home, and all four were drinking alcohol. At some point, uh, the man, the paper company man, and his father got into an argument in which the man hit his father in the head with a soccer bottle, with such force that the bottle broke and the man's father suffered a large gash to his head. So the victim called the police on the son and the son was arrested on the spot and the police are trying to sort it out. But what it looks like right now is the disagreement was over um, some internal family matters is all it said. That's wild, man. Saki will make you do some crazy stuff. You got to be careful with that stuff. Apparently, but I mean, my thing is that's... I don't know if anybody's actually tried to break an alcohol bottle before, like a sake bottle or even a beer bottle. Like, it makes it look so easy on TV, like, oh, you smashed it over somebody's head. Bro, it's hard to smash those things. Oh, those bottles are dummied up, bro. Those those bottles are gimmicked up. Like, the glass is soft. So it's, they're, yeah, it's a different kind of bottle. Yeah, I'm telling you because, um, like, we've tried wine bottles, all sorts of stuff. I mean, you can hit those suckers up against trees and things, and they won't break. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, and then, but then you, like, drop it, like, a little bit. Oh, yeah, bro. It's it's the same thing with pasta, uh, pasta jars. When I used to stock... Yeah, I guess that's true. When I used to stock groceries, I would, like, I would have a pasta jar kind of, like, drop. And it would, like, from a good distance, and it would not shatter. But then, like, you just, like accidentally knock it off the shelf just a little bit dude maybe it's like the angle yeah of it. maybe it's maybe it's the point in which it hits or you know i don't i'm not sure but yeah man that's pretty pretty nuts but uh apparently he had a large gash to the head which i can imagine if you broke a bottle over a guy's head um all right so this next one and um i want you to give the best australian accent for for this next location and it's darwin so go ahead and Say Darwin in your best Australian accent. Darwin, the witch and the grump. There you go. All right, so this happened in Darwin. A uh, lady was arrested on New Year's Day. Uh, emergency services were called out just after midnight. 
because they were receiving reports of multiple vehicles on fire in their driveway. Um, and so this was a couple neighbors called. Fire crews get there and extinguish the fire um, on multiple cars. It looks like three, according to the picture, or at least the picture I'm looking at. Um, so they, they get everybody, and they also evacuated all the homes, right? And so no injuries were reported, but a woman in her 50s was arrested at the scene, and the police said they were called down the road where they viewed this woman um, putting... Cotton swabs, now you got to think, this is a newspaper from, it looks like, yeah, it's from Australia. So they're calling it cotton swabs, but from the look of it, it looks like one of those, kind of like a rag soaked in alcohol. And apparently they were, she was lighting it, putting it in their gas tank, and waiting for it to go, which then engulfs the car in flames. So she did that to three separate cars. The reason is unknown when they asked her about it. She said, because I felt like it. Dude, somebody got some problems. Happy New Year's. New Year, new me. Yep, that's what I'm saying. All right, so next is police investigate illegal firecracker incident as uh, there's a few arrested on New Year's Eve. So a woman could lose her eye after a firecracker exploded in her face. So this is also in Australia. You, you guys in Australia know how to party on New Year's, apparently. Um... So this was just southwest of Melbourne, and the woman was hit in the face shortly after midnight where she was taken to the hospital. The man was arrested, among others, during the festivities. Um, so apparently, this guy was um, had made his own fireworks in his backyard, and part of the arrest was because he had hit other people with these fireworks because they were quote-unquote malfunctioning. But from police's discovery, it appears that they were intentionally set to go off and hit people somehow. I don't know how you find that out. I'm guessing the way that he had them propped just kind of led him to that. Um, but he was arrested on 20 counts of assault. Apparently, he hit quite a few people. There was one that uh, landed in a group of people at a park off of Flinders Street. That's what it says. And um, the Roman candle-style firework blew up, causing several injuries, including shrapnel to somebody's lower leg. Dang, that dude deserves to be put in jail for intentionally trying to hurt people like that. That's really messed up. So, and he was also arrested. Apparently, he had some other stuff. Dang, bro. So, I, I scrolled down on this one. So, here's everything he was charged for. So, he was charged for um, illegal creation of a weapon. Um, 20 counts of various incidents, including assaults, things like that. But he had previous charges for sexual assault, traffic offenses, robbery, and operating an illegal CBD trade. Wow, that, that guy's got a long rap sheet. And apparently on New Year's, he wanted to have a little fun and uh, shoot some fireworks at his neighbors. What a guy. All right, last one. Um, <laughs> so this one's kind of an interesting one. A man tries to steal a school bus. So this was definitely after the new year happened. It was about four in the morning on the first. Uh, and Mr. Brian, that's his last name, he was running from police at the time, um, was arrested because he was trying to flee and he was fleeing on foot. He got to a back lot of the Oskalea County, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, um, school bus depot and was hiding in it, apparently. Police then started making their way through the lot, and which one of the buses started to leave, and they started following him. Um, when they finally caught up to him, he was at a racetrack gas station attempting to fill up the, the bus, because apparently it was about to run out of gas, and that's where they caught him. Wow, that's crazy, dude. So he was trying to, he was trying to get out <laughs> on a school bus, um... I like how the headline says, try to steal a school bus. It sounds like he successfully stole a school bus and got down the street enough to enough to get it to the gas station. Yeah, it does sound like he successfully Pretty stole Pretty crazy. One. But yeah, man, yep. so these people are starting off their New Year right, um, you know, in lockup. I don't know. Pretty crazy stuff, man. That's all I got, man. You ready to move over to the donut hole? Yeah, let's move over to the donut hole. All right, man. So this, I did do a quiz this week. 
So this is kind of an interesting one. This is a hodgepodge of general knowledge that's typically based in the United States. So it's kind of just a random hodgepodge of stuff that are U.S.-based, but it kind of just bounces around. So are you ready? Sure, I'm excited for this. All right, so the first one, the the lyrics of the Star Spangled Banner uh, were written to celebrate the Battle of Iwo Jima in World War II. Oh, that's something else I should probably preference. These are all true and false as well. So none of them are multiple choice. It's all just true or false. So the first one, the lyrics of the Star Spangled Banner celebrate the Battle of Iwo Jima during World War II. Is that true or that's false? It's false. It's uh, the War of 1812, I think. Yeah. All right. You're right on that one. It is false. All right. So the next one. Um, this one's, like I said, these are random. Michael Jordan took a break from the NBA to play in minor league baseball. Is that true or false? Um, that's kind of a trick question because he played major league baseball. So I don't. I guess it's true. Yeah, you you got it right. It is kind of a trick question. Um, he did play minors, but it was for two games until he got bumped up to the majors. I think it was more for a formality, right? But yes, Michael Jordan did take a break from his career to play in minor league bas- or baseball and uh, then major league baseball. Okay, so the next question, this one's going to be one that I don't think you'll know, but we can definitely try it. Is it true or false? It snowed in Minneapolis, Minnesota in the month of July. Oh, I believe that's true. It's actually false. Minneapolis has never received snow in just three months. And those three months are June, July, or August. But any other time of the year, yes, they get snow. So think about that. Even up till May or September, they're still getting snow. That's why I don't live there. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. All right, so the next one. Florida was one of the thir- original 13 colonies of the United States. Is that true or false? Mm, I think that's true. It was actually false. Georgia was the furthest one south. Uh, Florida was a part of Spain. Oh, okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. Wait, you said 13 colonies? Yeah, the original 13 colonies. Dude, I totally, dude, I totally misheard the question. I thought you said it was going to be like the 14 colony. The 14th colony. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 yeah, the original 13 colony. Yeah, that's definitely false. Yeah, yeah, no worries. All right, so the fifth one. Neil Armstrong walked the moon the same year that Woodstock happened, the big music festival with all the hippies. Was that true or false? Um, The conspiracy theory theorist in me wants to say false because it did not happen. But, I, yeah, 1969, right? So it's true. Yep, summer of 1969 both happened. Woodstock and uh, walking on the moon. The supposed walking on the moon. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Next one. The White House is the largest office building in the United States. Is that true or false? The largest office building in the United States? False. You're right. Do you? It is false. But do you know what is the biggest office building in the United States? Titan Towers. <laughs> I don't know. It's actually the Pentagon, believe it or not. So, which makes sense. It's a big-ass place. All right. So, number seven. The U.S. has invaded Cuba at some point. Is that true or false? I think it's false. I think they tried to, but I don't think they've ever ever have. Apparently they did. It's apparently true. And the U.S. invaded Cuba during the Spanish-American War of 1898. I was thinking about how uh, Jack Kennedy messed things up at Piggy Bank. (laughs) (laughs) Piggy Bank. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. Um... Gotta pull that little nugget. Out. All right, we got we got a couple of we got a couple of more here. So uh, Ulysses S. Grant, who was the big general who then also became president, um, Union general that then became president, had a brother named Achilles S. Grant who was also a Civil War general. Is that true? That sounds true, bro. I mean, I I believe it. In this case, it's actually false. He didn't have a brother named Achilles S. Grant, unfortunately. But that does sound pretty cool. That does sound pretty true. It sounds like something that definitely could be. Especially because most of the time, if you're a big general like that, it would also uh, it would also make sense that your brother is pretty big on it, too. couple more left. The best-selling vehicle in the United States is the Ford F-150 truck. Is that true or false? Oh, I believe that's false. It's actually true, man. Ford F-150 is the best-selling vehicle in the United States. What? I thought it would be like a Honda Civic or something. You think, man, but apparently it's Ford F-150. Um, alright. Last one here. Germany had a... or uh, Sorry. Germany once had a colony 
in what is today central Wisconsin. Is that true or false? I believe that is true. It's actually false, man. They, um, apparently Germany never had a colony here, but here in our home state of Texas, they had a few colonies. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I did horrible at that. Hey, that's okay. A lot of these were really random, so I'm not expected. They were actually, you know, I picked this quiz because it's stuff we don't normally think about. There's some weird ones in here. Um, there's the quiz actually goes a little further. There's a whole bunch of different ones. Um, but like one of them is the two most populous cities in Pennsylvania both start with a P. That's true. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. All right, man. Well, we're ready to move on. And so the next segment is what fries my donuts. Chris, what's got you fired oh, up? Since we've been quoting that new year, new me, uh, video, dude, I've been seeing a not a lot, but what really fries my donuts is I'll see certain people on Facebook and they are absolutely just blasting like their baby daddy or like their baby mama or like just someone on Facebook. Right. Like, like they're, they're calling them out pretty much by name and like blasting them. And I'm like, Hey, like you shouldn't, you should probably shouldn't do that. But what gets me is these people that comment on their status. It's like, yes, make this shareable. It's like, yes, we support you. And I'm like, Instead of holding people accountable, we just want to, we just want to, I think it's the toxicity that we want to encourage, man. I, I don't like people like that, that are like, yes, make this shareable so I could share it too. And it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? And the, and when I say this, this is not like a 19 year old kid, mind you, these are like 30 and 40 year old people that these are grown people that should be way way too old to be doing stuff like that i get it when you're 15 and you want to call somebody out on facebook and all that stuff but at the same time man that is not the forum to do it um and i don't like people that are supporting that toxicity i don't like people that are like yes and here's the thing man like people are always like well i'm gonna be a new year new me and it's like dude you're the same as last year you know why because you got people that are encouraging you to stay the same if you really want to be different Yep, they're an enabling. Yep, that's exactly the word. They're enabling you, and the reason why you aren't growing is because you're surrounding yourself with people that are enabling you to just be in your behavior and that aren't challenging you to be better. You want to be better? You want to be what you want to be? Go hang around people that are like what you want to be. If you want to be more positive, hang around more positive people, right? If you want to be more disciplined or you want to be more about business or you want to learn how to do a better business model, hang around people that have good business models. I mean, I'm telling you, you attract what you hang around. And you know what? Some of y'all attract in the gutter because that's what you hang around. Yep, and guess what, man? I'm telling you, it's you you're a product of your surroundings. I'm telling you, man, it's it's so effective. You think, oh, you know, that's just who Uncle Joe is, right? He's an unsavory fellow, but hey, you hang around him. That stuff's going to start rubbing off. It just is what it is. I'm just going to keep it real brief and short. But just like you were talking about, um, <clears throat> I know exactly what you're talking about, man. There's this girl on my social media. I full-on had to just, just you know, I, I didn't block, but I unfriended and unfollowed. But she has four different kids from four different dudes. I almost said five different dudes, and that don't make sense. But it's about, it's about how it feels sometimes. And so... But what is always constantly happening, bro, is I always see her on social media putting these guys on blast like her baby daddies and whatnot. But not just that. It's it's like one minute they're like praising or she would be like praising them. And then the next moment it's just like he's a violent piece of crap and like my kids and all this other stuff. And then the next moment she's like posting like send me my money on cash or send me money on cash app because I guess we're not having Christmas now. And, bro, what pisses me off more than anything is, it's what you're saying, man. She's a grown woman, but you got four kids in this equation. Like, you got to do better for your kids. Like, it's it's one thing for you to be messing up on your own, but it's another thing to be subjecting your kids to a bunch of this stuff. And a lot of the people you're talking about probably do have kids or people they're responsible for. And, man, that really fires me up because it just, it, it's aggravating thinking about these kids that are in this situation and not having constant parental figures because even her, she's all about herself and all about what's going on with, with her situation, right? It ain't about the kids. So they technically don't have any parents right now. 
which is really sad because she's all about herself. Let me guess. She's also one of those type of people that also will post these motivational things that are like, in 2023, we're leaving behind the negativity. We're leaving behind da da da, and then it's uh, all like I'm gonna or posting a thing like I'm gonna do better for myself, and I'm gonna have standards, and uh da da da, da. and then and then like and then like two days later, she's posting a picture with this dude that you know is a scumbag. Either that, or she's posting her new OnlyFans page that she just opened up. Um, one of one of the two, and you know the thing is. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's like, she, I'll, I'll tell you, but you're right. I'll tell you exactly what she did. She full on, the moment the new he- year hit, she put a whole inspirational quote, but it was a biblical pay, uh, you know, biblical inspirational quote about how, you know, <clears throat> God's got to take out the trash. Like she's, I don't remember the scripture, but the whole line she said was, God's got to take out the trash before it's new and he took out the trash before this year started and he knew what I needed and then two days later bro she was with some other dude and like it was and you can just tell it's just like oh yep you right back in that same pattern right back to it yep and and that's the part that gets me fired up and I know that we're taking a little bit longer on this but that's part that gets me fired up when they when people like are like oh yeah God takes these people out of your life for reason and posting all this scripture and inspirational quotes, but they but they live in like hell all throughout the week. And I'm not trying to like pass judgment on anybody, but you can't take the benefits of God without having the relationship with God. And that's what gets me, bro. These people want to post all this stuff and be like, oh yeah, like God's gonna see me through, and da 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 da. And it's like, yeah, that's true, but like you can't just be living any kind of way you want, neither. You know why, bro? It's because these people, again, it just shows how much about their self that they are. It's them putting that out there. It really ain't about God. It really ain't about any of that. It's the, oh, see, and especially because the culture we live in, especially in the South, and that's where this young lady be living at. Um, if, if for let's be honest, there's a farce out there. If you post something biblical and, oh, you know, God's going to make a change, people just going to believe that automatically. Like, oh, they're trying with God and everything, a.k.a. that equals they're trying. Nah, man, that don't mean nothing, right? That don't mean nothing. And I feel like so many people put that sort of thing, or even if it's not biblically-based or God-based, encouraging, right? It's like, oh, well, see, they're really trying to, to be uplifting and encouraging. But, man, that's that's a farce. That's all a farce, and it's all just to, just to hide the fact that they're still doing the same old things, but they're trying to make people think that they're doing different. And what bothers me about that whole thing, if you put that same effort of all the hiding and all the BS that they're trying, if they would just put that effort into bettering themselves, it'd probably take them less effort to better themselves and be out of it on the other end than it would to, to hide all their crap and be a fake person in the process. But hey, <laughs> what, that's what fries my donuts, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm going to try not to do the passive thing, but you casting your nets on the wrong side of the boat. You casting it. In Tinder, you casting it in plenty of fish, and you wonder why you smell like the perks from Friday night on the Sunday morning. Telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great segue into our our improv segment, our mystery donut, and we're going to do the randomizer. Yeah, man. we got to love the randomizer, so uh, we'll make this quick, um, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a profession. In a location, doing an action. So let's let's start off here. So the profession, oh man, is the coroner. So what's the coroner going to be doing? The coroner is going to be having computer trouble at a history museum. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's okay, pretty good. All right, that's a it's a random. You want to start it? You yeah, want me to I'll do start. It? Um, I think I'm gonna have to call IT because I got the records for Ulysses S. Grant mixed up with the records for Abraham Lincoln, and I'm trying to pronounce the cause of death on both of them. I say we just put it as stroke on, on both and be done with it. I don't think we even need to bother with any of this. We we obviously 
The historian in me wants to just put stroke, but the coroner in me knows that I need to do finish this job and see it through. Now, there was a large hole on the top of Abraham Lincoln's head. I wonder what that was all about. And, you know, it really aggravates me about these computer problems that we're always having. Makes me wanna, it makes me want to load myself up in the freaking car. Anyways, tell myself the cause of death and what time it is. Anyways... All I'm saying is, I'm sick and tired of being in this stupid museum talking about people who died back in the 1800s. Yeah, he died from a stroke. I've been a coroner for 30 years, and I know hole in head equals stroke. Everything was so much easier in 1988 when we kept everything in files in our basements. We didn't have to do none of this mumbo jumbo, upload it to the computer, and get it lost in the database. I can't even get in because I locked myself out of this computer because I forgot my password. Hey, you remember the Rickman case? You, you remember the guy? He hung himself in his garage and uh, nobody found him for three weeks and he bubbled up like a balloon and exploded all over his garage. We had to take care of that. Like, here's my question. What pieces do we bring back? That's, that, that was my question. Is that the guy that all we found was his testicles and they were blue? Yeah, that was the guy. That was the guy. The rest of them was just mush, but it was kind of all around the room. So it was kind of hard. You know, they said, perform an autopsy, perform an autopsy. And here we are going, how the heck do we perform an autopsy? With this piece or that piece? Well, Richie, I think I'm going to have to go because it's... 12 o'clock, and there's a Cinnabon with my name I on it. I thought you were going to say a synagogue with your name on it. Anyways, um, that, that makes sense. I guess I'll go too. I don't really understand why we were in a history museum in the first place to try to figure out how certain people died in certain ages. But you know what? Here's what it is. We're coroners. We're weird anyways. That was the improv. I can't believe... I don't know why I said Abraham Lincoln. Everybody knows how that fool died. <laughs> Do you like how I was just like, you know what? I've been a coroner for 30 years. I'll tell you, it's a stroke. <laughs> it's a stroke. Yeah, sounds like someone else I know. Well, uh, we're going to move into our eclair, which is our positive advice. And I think it's my turn to go first, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, positive advice is to um, is to slow down and to not rush things so quickly because, again, we've said this before, but a lot of times we say, oh, I miss the good old days, and we don't know that we're in the good old days until they're gone, right? So sometimes we just want to rush and rush and rush and get to the next thing. But I I have that problem. And so if you just stop and enjoy the moment, um, then you can be like, you know what? This is great. Um, and you won't be that person that's always looking back, right? You're sitting in the moment and you're anticipating what's going forward. And you won't be one of those people that's like, man, I missed the good old days. It's like, yeah, but you really didn't appreciate them when you were in them. So, uh, yeah, that's my positive advice. Yeah, so mine is on a really, really different random note. Um, but what's been going on here lately is I've, I've noticed there are so many people that are easily fleeced by certain things. And if I can share some life experiences of how I've been fleeced before and what some signs are, um, that's definitely going to be one. So my positive advice Look out for certain things, and one of the things to look out for, if somebody is trying to tell you and overly tell you that something is what something is, like, you know, listen, I'm the best IT guy there ever was. If somebody's trying to tell you that, something's wrong, okay? I call it the delicious wrapper effect. When I was in high school, in the lunchroom, they used to serve us these chicken sandwiches, and these chicken sandwiches were god-awful. Like, I'm talking, they're really, really bad. But what I thought was funny is at a certain point, because they weren't getting, they couldn't get rid of them. Pretty much all the students knew that the chicken sandwich was bad. And so they stopped serving the chicken sandwiches just out in the open. They started wrapping them in these wrappers that said delicious all over them, right? And I noticed a lot more people started getting them once it said delicious on there. But then they were just utterly disappointed when they'd get back and go, this is the same old crappy chicken sandwich, right? There are so many times in life where people will say this is the best thing that it ever has been. You know, just remember if it's too, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. And if somebody's trying to tell you they're the absolute best, but there's no evidence to back that up, and yes, please look for the evidence. Like if this guy says he's the best salesman in the world, but he's driving a Pinto, like that ought to tell you something, right? Right. So I'm just saying, keep an eye out. There's a lot of people out there that'll tell you this is the best thing for you. I'm the best at this. You should trust me because of this. This product is the best. 
you know, whatever the case may be. Heck, it could even be family, right? There's a lot of times family will tell you, oh, you know, you should trust me because of this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah, just just keep an eye out for that sort of thing. game is sold, not pulled. I'm telling you, if you are the best, your work will show it right. People will know. You won't have to say it. You won't have to put that label on yourself. Other people will put it on there for you. Um, so, yeah, man, it's been a great show. Yeah, man, so let's start plugging stuff. TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Listen, guys, we want you to interact with us a little bit. If you want to talk to us, we got uh, plenty of means to do that. Of course, you can always comment, message us directly on Facebook or Instagram, even through YouTube. I believe you can do that. And uh, But if, if you don't want to do that, you want to send us an email with some suggestions of what you think, um, or even a, hey, how you doing? You know, you can always send that over to tra- or, <laughs> sorry, TrashCanTV1 at gmail.com. TrashCanTV1 at gmail.com. And, of course, you got the website at TVTrashCan.com, so go check that out. But yeah, man, we want to interact with you guys because we see you guys listening, but we want to know what you guys think. And uh, even if you want to say what's up, of course, we'll give individual shout outs. So, you know, let's have a good time with this thing. We really want to break it out season three. So look forward to that as well. One day, if we ever, not if, when we get big enough, we should do like a live show. You know what I mean? Just do the podcast live. In front of a live audience. Yeah, in front of a live studio audience. That's just what I was thinking. Well, I'm ready to take this to the trash can, aren't you? Yeah, man, I'm ready to take it out to the trash can. Well, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. <laughs>